of your Bibles, invite you to turn with us to the Psalm 95. Psalm 95. <clears throat> the whole Psalm 95 is an invitation. We're all the time getting invitations in the mail to come to this, come to that. But I want you to listen to this invitation. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is great, a great God, and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the valleys that is, the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are his people of his pasture. And the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. Are you listening? Listen. Listen. Harden not your heart as in the provocation. And as in the day of, re- of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tried me and tested me and saw my work, <clears throat> 40 years have I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart. They have not known my ways unto whom I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Father, thank you for your holy word. Just speak to us, Lord. We want to be thankful. And I don't know why you loved us like you did, but God, you did. And thank you for that. Thank you for Jesus. Just speak to our hearts now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's Thanksgiving time, a time when families will be traveling, be gathering around a table. And I hope that you will give thanks. I hope that there will be a time when you say that you're thankful for your family. You're the head of the household. You need to start that. You're the one that needs to say, hey, I thank you for being my boys, being our girls, being our boys and girls, our wives, or their in-laws, the, the um, grandchildren. You, as a head of the household, you need to say that. There could be some that will be in your midst of this Thanksgiving season that does not know the Lord Jesus. And we need to make it known that the Lord is at hand. It's a time of remembering the Lord. So we need to be thankful for Jesus Christ. First of all, we need to be thankful to the Lord for his, <clears throat> his permanent position. When I think of his permanent position, I think what he had to say many places in the word of God. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the first and the last. In other words, there's no one coming before me, and there's certainly not going to be anyone come after me. I am the one. I am it. I'm the one to be worshipped. I'm the one to be praised. I'm the one that you will see when you leave this world. I'm the one to escort you into eternity. But it will be my heavenly Father. That you will hear say, enter into the joys of thy life, or depart 
I never knew you. I am the first and the last. He said, I am the author and the finisher of your faith. I started it, and I will be the one to finish it. He said, I'm chief among ten thousands. When he was hanging on the cross, we sing a song, we, we, we read where he could have called 10,000 angels to rescue him and shut the whole thing down, but he didn't choose to. He chose his father's will. I want to ask you a question as I ask me. Am I interested in the father's will? Because when I breathe my last and I stand before God Almighty, it's not going to be what kind of daddy, what kind of husband, what kind of granddaddy, pastor, preacher, friend. It's going to be, what did you do with Jesus? What did you do with him? You know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, my grandma or my grandpa said the Bible says this and so, and they don't have a clue if it's really Bible. They don't have a clue where it is. And so the question again is, what is the gospel according to you and me? What is the gospel? Well, it needs to be the Lord Jesus Christ and no one else. You see, we need to remember and and be thankful for his permanent position. Nobody will take that position. Nobody died for you and me except him to pay for our sins. No one will escort us into heaven other than him. When I think about that, I want to be thankful also for his omnipotence. You know, that's he's all-powerful. No matter what you think, no matter what I think, no matter how powerful our nation might be, if they all come together to exhibit their power, none is like the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we think about that, I think about the, uh, his all power that he has in heaven and he has in earth also. He has power over all flesh Regardless of what you might think or what I might think, whether I can control what I do or whether I cannot control what I do, his power is invested in me. And I think sometimes, am I using that investment for what he intended it for? Because he invested his very life in me. Some of you parents, and Lynn and I, we've invested our lives in our boys. We're investing our lives in our grandchildren. But how much are we investing back in the Lord Jesus Christ and his work? He is all powerful. He has the power of God because his father gave it to him. In fact, the scripture says that the Father gave me power, and I want to invest that power in you. And he started with his disciples, and you can read a lot of miracles in the scripture where his disciples performed miracles. It wasn't their power, but it was the power that was invested in them through the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think of his permanent position. I think of his omnipotence, but I also think of his omniscience. You know, he knows everything. He knows everything. You know, I try, to, I try to write my sermons out. I try to tap the sermons out. I try to, you know, come up with this idea and that idea and, and, and think I got it all together. And then, boom, it, I mean, it, it heads in another direction. Only God Almighty knows what's going to happen in here this morning. Regardless of what you think or what I think or what our intentions are, he knows exactly what's going to happen because um, he knows everything. 
You know, in, in uh, John uh, 21, 17, uh, Jesus said, hey, Peter, I don't know what Peter was doing. I have no idea what he was doing. He said, hey, Peter, yes, sir, do you love me? Sure, Lord. I mean, you know, question there, I, I love you. He said, well, I want you to feed my sheep. Peter, yes, sir, do you love me? Sure, I do, Lord, you, you know that. I want you to feed my lamb. Third time, Peter, son, I really want to know. Do you love me? Well, Lord, you know. You know. God knows whether I truly love him or not. God knows where I, where I truly want to present a gospel message or just get up here and talk. He knows my intention. He knows my heart. And I prayed this morning for all of you as Lynn and I, every morning we, we pray for our families and we pray for our church. So I prayed for you this morning that, that, that God would show up in the Sunday school lesson, in the teacher, and in the class, and that God would show up in here. Because, listen, without him, we are nothing. He knows all things. And I don't have to tell him my secrets. He already knows my secrets. But the thing about it is, he wants to hear from us. Uh, you see, he knows uh, where all the treasure is. You know, it's amazing to me the wealthy people that are in this world today. And I'm thinking, what would it be like to have one of the most, one of the most wealthiest people in Oconee County, nowhere else, in our church? What would it be like? Would we be in debt or would we be out of debt? We had a member at Earl's Grove many years ago. He's done passed on and gone to heaven now. He was pretty wealthy. Every time we had, had offerings, and here was the deadline. He would tell me, he said, Kenny, now I haven't given yet. He said, I don't want to give because I, I could go ahead and just put the whole thing in because God's blessed me. He wasn't bragging. He was bragging on God. He said, God has blessed me. I could put the whole thing in. But he said, I want to wait and see what our people are going to do. And said, if, it's not, if it doesn't make it, then he said, I'll make it because I want us to make it. He was that kind of man. And so when I think about that, I think of the all-knowing. God knows uh, where the treasure is. Uh, uh, another thing that we need to be thankful for uh, and, and remember is the Lord's omnipresence. He's present everywhere. You know what I like about it? In the presence of the midst of the people, um, he said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Even when things are going bad, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be there for you. So listen, the worst case that you can think of right now, the worst situation right now you find yourself in, you're not alone. God knows, the Lord Jesus knows, the Holy Spirit knows, and because he lives in us, the Lord Jesus is not going to leave us. He's in our, our bodies, if we are Christian, in the form of the Holy Spirit of God, and he knows what's going on, and he's not going to leave us, and neither is he going to uh, forsake us. Um, he's going to be present with us, according to Scripture, to the end of time. Now, listen to this. He's going to be with us until the end of time, okay? That means the whole time we're in this world, he's going to be with us to the end of time, till our life here on earth is over. 
Then what happens? Then as a Christian, we're escorted right into the portals of glory, right into the midst of the throne of God, right where Jesus is sitting on the right-hand side. We no longer need that anymore because, hey, we're with him. We're with him. But he said, I'm going to be with you until the end of time. So don't get the idea at the end of time he's going to vanish. No, we don't see him right now. We feel the presence, but we don't see him. But one day we will. The Bible says we will see him face to face. It says that we will, we will know each other as we were known here. So don't get the idea that, hey, I can't wait to die to get rid of so-and-so. Let me tell you something. You better get right with so-and-so or you're not going to make it into the place where you're supposed to want to go. But you will be known in heaven as a Christian as you were known here. Bible says there'll be no liars in heaven. There'll be no thieves in heaven. There'll be no deadbeats in heaven, okay? There'll be none of these I don't care what happens type of people in heaven. It's going to be a perfect place. So if we are any of those things, we better get it settled. We better get it settled. According to the scripture, he's promised a place. For those that love him. And I think, do you love the Lord Jesus, okay? I didn't ask for that young man to walk up to me. Uh, I, I didn't. And I didn't finish all the story a while ago and don't have time to finish it. But I did ask him. I said, son, do you know the Lord? He said, yes, I do. I said, you've been saved. Yes, sir, I have. And he just kept telling me, I want you to know I'm homeless, but I'm working. I'm homeless, but I'm working. I mean, that, that hit with me, Okay. I got his phone number. I could call him, and I plan to. The next little job, side work, whatever I get, I'm going to call him. I'm going to see if he's what he says he is, okay? I'm going to check him out. Man wants to work? Hey, I want to try to help him. Bible said, if you don't work, you shall not eat. I didn't say it. The Holy Word of God says that. And we need to be about the Father's business. Hey, people cross our paths every day. Do we even think about where they may spend eternity? It's important that we ask them. I'm thankful today also uh, for the miracles uh, that he performed in God's Word that we can read about. But I'm even more thankful for those miracles that I see in everyday life. Everyday life. When 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 I think of those miracles, I think of that old boy who was blind. And Jesus healed him. And then here comes the, the cocky Pharisees and the cocky Jews saying, who was it done this? So man, I don't know if he was a sinner or not. All I know is I was blind and now I see. And then, and then the people say, why don't you go ask his parents? And the parents said, I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> ask him. It was Jesus. But they all wanted to avoid the thing. Hey. Why do we want to avoid the Lord Jesus Christ? Tell people about the Lord. He is in the miracle business, and you must believe that he is who he said he was, and he can do it. When I think of those miracles, I think of that old boy that was full of devils, full of devils, 12 legions of them. Hey, and and the Lord Jesus just called them out of him. That crowd of demons entered into a herd, the Bible says, of swine, and they were so wild because of Satan's power, they ran down the hill into the ocean and were drowned. I don't know whose it was. Don't matter. But that old boy was set free. 
He was set free on that day. I tell you what, I think of the crippled man. Excuse me. The, in Luke 18, excuse me, <laughs> Luke 13, verses 10 through 13, it was a young girl, a woman. They said she was so bent over. And when she came to Jesus, she was all bent over. And the Lord said, how long have you been like this? She said, I've been this way for 18 years. I cannot straighten up. He laid his hands on her and immediately she stood upright and praised him. Okay? I've seen people that way. They've been that way so long their spines are that way. They cannot straighten up. But Jesus saw the need to heal this woman, and he did. You know the thing about Jesus is miracles. I'm thankful today for the miracle. Uh, lots of things have happened in my life. I should not even be here, but it's because of his miracles. You know what about his miracles? He don't have to ask anybody. He don't have to get a second opinion of whether he's going to touch somebody or not. You know, he don't even have to get the approval of his father because his father has invested that power in him and he wants to invest that power and authority in us. You say, you mean I can go down and and start healing people? No, not necessarily. But you can pray for them and ask God's will to be done in their life. I don't believe in these people who go around and say, oh, lay hands on them and be healed. If it was, why don't they go down to the nursing home? Why don't they go to the hospital and move in there where cancer is and strokes are and lay hands on them and heal them. It's up to God. You can go through those motions, but I wouldn't dare claim, hey, I touched him, man, and he, 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 he walked out of here. I touched him. I done that. Uh-uh. You want to get shot down in a hurry, you try something junk like that. But I believe in his miracles. He, he can do it. He's done it before. Uh, he can do it again. I'll tell you another thing I'm thankful for that we have today is his parables. His parables. I don't have time to name all those parables and go through those parables, but there is a lot of parables in the Word of God that's worth mentioning. Um, we see these parables were re- re- they, they they revealed the truth to the disciples, so the disciples could see. Uh, and in those days, um, they uh, they would see oxen plowing. They would see a man behind and he plowing. And he, and he made mention of, if you put your hands to the plow, if you commit to follow me and you, you look back of, of what's going on, you're not going to plow a straight road. In fact, you're going to plow up your crop. So you need to keep your eyes forward on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what he taught his disciples to do. And so as we move along on those uh, different parables that come along, I mean, he, he readily gave parables, word, pictures, so the, so the guys could see and know for sure, hey, he knows exactly what he's talking about. The Bible said in Psalm 119, uh, verse 105, the word is a lamp to my feet and light to my path. The word. You know, there is no anything any powerful that you and I have other than the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God. The Word of God to share with those that are in need. I'm thankful today, and and I'm I'm so blessed to think about His promises uh, that He has made us. Um, He's promised to give us rest. He said, simply, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I'll give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and my burden is light. It's not a heavy thing. I'll help you bear your cross. Also, um, he justified us. He made us right with the Father. The Lord Jesus did. He made us right with the Father. He's a promise of eternal life. You know, for whosoever believeth shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Hey, that's life without end. That's knowing Jesus personally and then following him in baptism and joining a local church where people will love you. I don't know how people get by today without having a church family. I don't know how they get by. I'm thankful for you all. I'm thankful for friends I have scattered over this county and several counties that, that I know I could call and they would pray for me. Or they would help me in whatever needs that I might have. How do you get by without a church family? And say, how are we going to know the needs? You ask people, say, how are you doing? What can I do to help you? I like these people that are so bold. I've only made it done it maybe once or twice, but to be sitting at a table and the, the waitress or the waiter come over to take the drink order and then comes back to take the order and then brings the food. The next thing in order is to ask the blessing and to look up at that waiter or waitress and say, we're fixing to pray over this food. Is there anything that we could pray for you over? A lot of them look like good gracious. And then, but some of them will say, yes, I wish you'd pray for this or this or this. And we do that. How many do that? Part of the church family of reaching out. We need to, be, we need to remember to be thankful this, this Thanksgiving for Jesus. Second Timothy. 2.8 says Jesus was raised by the power of his father. And again I ask you, what is the gospel according to you and according to me? What is the gospel? Well, I hold it in my hand. The Bible is God's holy word. It is the gospel. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the father. It's all about the Holy Spirit of God. And that's just one book. And if you're saved, your name, my name, is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. One of these days, we're going to see that book. Well, is your name there? If it's not, you need to take care of that today. If you've never been saved, right here at the front where you need to be this morning, doing an invitation. I say, hey, I want to be saved. I want to make sure I am saved. I want to go to heaven when I die. The opportunity is yours in just a moment here to come forward. Just simply say, hey, I want to be saved. Maybe you're saved. You're not where you ought to be. You're not as thankful as you ought to be. You just want to come to the altar and get on your knees. Somebody will join you there and pray with you. Listen, we all stand in the need of prayer. It would say in here this morning, say, well, I don't need your prayers. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. So we need to thank God for all that we have and for all that we are because of who he is. Lord Jesus, thank you for your presence today. Thank you for this opportunity to share with my people, Lord. I thank you so much for them. 
I thank you, the Lord, that I know they love Lynn and me, and I, I thank you that they want to take care of us, and I thank you that they're here today, and I pray that you'd bless every home that's represented in this room. But Lord, I pray most of all for any lost person that's in this room today, that you'd give them courage just to come forward in a moment. And if any needs this, come for prayer, Lord, that they would come to this altar today, and God will love you and thank you and praise you for all you do for us, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Brother.